Our mother, like when I got rest her soul, whenever we, she was tired, she was like, Christopher, I love will come later. Mm-hmm. You have to take a wife now. You know, so Facts. that's the thing. And I understand it. She, because said, you, she said you don't you don't have to take a wife. No, now? she said you have to take a wife at your age. Oh, so she's saying that I need get to married take... and then fall in love with yeah, a Yeah, love yes. will come later. <laughs> yes. This <laughs> is a business arrangement. A, love exactly. will come later. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking Let, at first she was saying delay it. You're young. So just delay it. Nah, you'll, you'll, you'll get not love Not the later. woman that brought the arranged marriage to me. Yeah, no. You're going to get all that love <laughs> stuff later. You need This is your duty. Go ahead and get married. Bear some kids and all this other stuff. And hopefully like, fall in love with a lady. Yeah, that's it. But that's what they were doing. Yeah. And, you know, the great part about it, it, it was working in a sense, right? Because in our culture, it truly is a village. Love is a treasure chest, but once opened, our hearts become vulnerable. I, I went back to Vegas. It was this guy. He appeared as a friend. Sure enough, it led to infidelity. Alignment can't be ignored. We talked about certain topics while I was having kids. She didn't want to have kids. Um, and that was one of the red flags. And I know you desire marriage, so I think it's best you move on with your life. What you do, hold on, Lisa, what you do? I told him, okay. <laughs> she didn't ask me why. <laughs> I knew several other women's bodies better than I knew my own. I've, I watched their videos of them having sex, so I would try to imitate that. No discussion is off limits. Dear Future Wifey Podcast brings healing. You inspire us to try God a little bit more. Up through this platform, I have realized that it's possible. It's possible to love again. The conversations have really helped me to change my perspective on relationships. Season 7 is all about tough topics. I'm Latarius R. Winfield, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, LaTaris R. Whitfield. Listen, are you still shacking up with us? If you're still shacking up with us, come on, can we get a commitment? Hit that subscription button and subscribe. Make sure you tune, turn on your notification bell so you'll be notified about upcoming episodes. Listen, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify, make sure you leave a review and rank this video five stars. Man, we have been deep diving into tough topics on season seven. And man, today, this has been an episode I've been wanting to have a long time because we have such a huge uh, fan base internationally. Uh, Shout out to Nigeria, because again, this episode is representing y'all again. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. My new homies, Chris, Naja, King, Iverson, and Olivia Iverson. What's up, y'all? Hey. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, hey, man, you? We are so grateful to be here, man. We um, watch your show all the time, and it's a huge honor. Are you nervous? You know what? No, you know, because you, when you sit on that yellow couch, you end up saying some <laughs> truth that you wasn't prepared to talk about. Know. You know, I'll find out everything. You know, that's, that's, that's the truth serum right yeah, there. Yeah, so, so, I'm out here for it, man. You ready, Olivia? I'm ready. So I, I, I told the audience that this is a subject matter that I've always wanted to talk about, and that subject matter is arranged marriages. Mm-hmm. Y'all know anything about that? No, a little bit. Just no. a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. All our lives. Just, just a little, a little bit, bit. All our lives. Our whole just life, all. you know. So, so, so tell me that. In your culture, is that something that they start telling you about early on, or is it something that's just understood? All of the above. Mm-hmm. All of the above. It is... Um, you you watch it as you grow up. You're being told about this. You probably be your friend next to you. Um, and y'all are just playing, but they've probably already arranged you guys yeah. for when you get older. Hold on, as young as what? Probably I know, out the womb, but go I, ahead. I, I remember <laughs> <out> the womb. <laughs> no. I, when I was like, I think six or seven with Jackie, like I knew that was who I was supposed to be marrying. 
And I was a little when kid. When you were six or seven. I was, mm-hmm. We were sitting on the My couch. My god sister. Yeah, her god sister. We were holding hands on the couch. and Still got the picture. Still got, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you knew that, that that was supposed to be your wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that? I mean, when I'm young, I'm, I mean, I'm... That's just what that was just our, our lifestyle culture. Like I, I just knew it as a young age. That's uh, your wife right there. Yeah, I mean Jack is married now to an amazing man. Jack, congratulations! Uh, I love Beautiful her. Love wedding. the family. Their family is my family as well. So you just kind of knew. You know, that's that's just one of the things. Like growing up, we yeah. all kind of knew what was going to transpire later on because our parents was arranged and whatnot. And so right, and yeah. they were best friends too. So mm-hmm. especially when, like, as a matter of fact. You're going to probably talk about that later, but like when the parents are really, really close, mm-hmm. that's another way to bond the family together. You already yeah. have heads up on what type of lineage that particular family has, you know, what the future holds mm-hmm. and whatever, if they even have diseases, like you yeah. already yeah, know you what's no going on. So. <laughs> you know, I think that's when I think yeah. about arranged marriages, I don't. I don't see a problem with it. I think right. it's pretty cool. But then, of course, I wouldn't want nobody to arrange, <laughs> just make me marry somebody. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's like it's like I love what it represents. Right. And I love the intentionality about it. Mm-hmm. But then in my own self, it's like, because I'm an individual. You can't just choose love for me. And that's that's the hard part about the yeah, situation. Um, we come into a family where we're, we're headstrong. Mm-hmm. Um, we love our independence. Um, we like being individual. Um, but here's the thing tradition is tradition culture is culture mm-hmm. and there has to be a reason why they're saying look i want this family to mate with this family so we Bingo. can have this for the future do they ever explain that Bingo. yeah well we we had those conversations our uncles and aunts you got to think about it all right let's let's say you and i are best friends right we've been growing together playing ball together everything i know everything about you, you know everything about me right you have a child. I have a child. The love I have for you is going to transition to our children. Facts. Right. So I'm going to know the household that your child comes from because of our relationship. So you think about you have this royal family, this royal family. Let's connect them in marriage and union. You know, and that's the premise of it because you want the best for your child. Absolutely. And whoever I know growing up, their kid is going to be the best in my eyes because I know that individual. So y'all are brothers and sisters. Yes. Um, did you have somebody... Picked out for you. <laughs> what happened, Olivia? Come on, talk about it. Did you have a little boo thing that was arranged when you were six years old? Oh my <laughs> God. So I don't know how young it was. However, comma. Uh-huh. I remember coming back from school. I went to UAPB, mm-hmm. University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. I remember coming home one winter. Mm-hmm. And I happened to be in the den and I noticed that there was a knock on the door. Now, mind you, my older sister so I've said- I've heard about the knock on the door. <laughs> I know. <laughs> heard about the knock on the door. It's the knock. Yeah. But I I called my sister's bluff. She said, hey, somebody from New York is coming. Mm-hmm. I said, what do you mean for who? Now, mind you, I am the yeah. one you can't tell anybody. You're hard Oh, I'm the hard-headed one out of the group. I hold lenience. She was- Oh my goodness! You ain't gonna just make Olivia do nothing. You know, don't make me do what I don't want to do. But I think I was scared with, like, out of my wits. So the knock happened, and there was a man, young man, and there was a mother. Uh oh. And I guess they took DFW. I don't know. I guess they came from one of the airports. <laughs> and I remember thinking, this cannot be happening to me. Are they really going to throw me into something mm-hmm. that I don't want to do? So I pretended like I was asleep. <laughs> I pretended like I was asleep in the den. True and, story. And I kept peeking. And when I find someone getting up, 
I hurried up and ran to the couch and I fell asleep and I try to pretend so they know not to make me mad when I'm asleep. But that was my true story. That actually mm-hmm. happened. Did you ever find out who this guy was? So what had happened was <laughs> even in Nigeria they say what had happened was that's the that's the that's the Negro uh, mm-hmm. phrase to let you know that this, this story is going to go to another level. So what had happened was so I I don't know if they told the man that I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. I just know my mother knew that I probably would have made an embarrassment moment out of that, mm-hmm. and so but I did get the number. The guy and I did speak, but I kind of like pulled back, so it never became yeah. anything. I never even got to. Did you even see him? I saw him through the crack. Like I saw him. <laughs> like I don't even know what that man looked like anymore. That fear, that fear set in. I, <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this: Did you desire marriage? I always did. I desired mm-hmm. marriage as, for as long as I can remember. Disney said you you needed a prince on a white horse. Yeah. No, I wanted to do yoga with mine. I wanted to touch mine. I wanted mm-hmm. to do prayers with mine. Yeah. So, yes, I did. So yeah. it wasn't the fact that they're uh, forcing marriage on you. It's the fact that you always want to reserve the right to choose your uh Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. But again, it's that explanation. It don't they had they hinted to it a lot. And I mean mm-hmm. a lot. A lot. <laughs> um, I think yeah. had they spoken to us how I felt like they should have spoken to us, and that there it go again, and me wanting what I wanted. Tell but me how that speech should have gone. <laughs> I think for us being raised up here, mm-hmm. we had to straddle the fence. There's a difference yeah. when you grow up in a country where it's on a daily. It's on a constant. Now, yeah, here we day, are, yeah. born here, know that everybody lives on their own merit, to be to be exact. Um, I think if they would explain to us, this is what it looks like. Or we went home a mm-hmm. lot, you know, just to get that experience, then I don't think we would have ran from it the would've way we did. would have been as resistant. Yes, because yeah. now it's a little bit different won't yeah, you we, say we understood it because like our mother like when I got rest her soul whenever we, she was high she was like Christopher love will come later mm-hmm. you have to take it wife now you know so facts that's the thing and I understand it she because said, you, she said you don't you don't have to take a wife no now? she said you have to take a wife at your age oh so she's saying that I need get to get married take... and then fall in love with yeah, a yeah love yes. will come later <laughs> yes this is a business arrangement a, love exactly. will come later <laughs> exactly I was thinking Let, at first she was saying delay it you're young so just delay nah, it you'll, you'll, you'll get not love not the woman that brought the arranged marriage to me yeah, no you're gonna get all that love stuff later you need this is your duty to go ahead and get married bear some kids and all this other stuff. And hopefully like, fall in love with a lady. Yeah, that's it. But that's what they were doing. Yeah. And, you know, the great part about it, it, it was working in a sense, right? Because in our culture, it truly is a village. Yeah, in it is. every aspect, as far as like raising kids, burying somebody, traveling. If people come to America, we're obligated to let them live with us until they get on their feet. I heard. You know, it's just no if and buts about it. So marriage is the same way. You know, it, it, it's a whole... It's a whole like community event when you get married if that's African. Like your mother-in-law you know, yeah. can come and stay with you, come when she wants, when she don't won't. have to call you. Again, that is that respect factor mm-hmm. once it's arranged. Does that make yeah. sense? Like that all comes with that. You know what? And I and I've I'm trying to see if I want to reveal too much. All right, I dated a Nigerian woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I got introduced to that. And I was just like, yeah. I thought it was really cool, but it's like if they were to come to 
um, like come to the United States or whatever, you always know, like they have this network. We do. Yes. It's like, if you in Dallas, they're like, oh, we're going to call so-and-so, so-and-so. You're going to always it. feel protected. You're going to always be covered. You're going to have drivers. You're going to have every, yeah. Taken care of. You I probably like, haven't even seen them. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's just, that's just how it works. And that's why for a Nigerian man, we preach hard. And this is a big thing on me. Like, I have to have a submissive woman. Yeah. There's just no if and buts about that. What, what does know? submission look like to you? Man, great question. So, to me, the, it's so important, but I have to be a man worthy of her submission, right? Right. And so, that's the thing. Because we also submit to our woman in aspects as well, too. Because the woman really controls everything. You know, um, a lot of people getting their egos. So, yes, I'm going to make the final decision, but my woman is directing me. So she's really in charge. How does that look? So you say that a woman really controls everything. Mm -hmm. You're saying in your culture, you're talking about in your life. In, in my life and coach, but the the man makes that final decision. Right. But if your woman is doing the things that a woman in our culture do, how can you tell them no? What do sense, you think, right? So do you mm-hmm. think that women in your culture have a significant voice? They, you feel like they that that is cultivated where mm-hmm. their voices are heard. And I'm gonna ask Olivia. Yeah, next. I feel I feel the voices are heard, but that man does make that final decision. Olivia, what do you say? Once upon a time, I felt like it wasn't because mm-hmm. I was so headstrong. I was mm-hmm. so, quote unquote, independent in my own rights that I didn't want to hear what anyone had to say. I didn't mm-hmm. want you to tell me how to move and where to move. Right. Um, I also do uh, blame that on the fact that my my father died at a at a very early age. How old were you? So I, I was actually five. He was an infant. Yeah, I was, and so yeah. I didn't get to really see that dynamic. So now here we are talking about the fact that not only are we in a society where everybody does their own thing, choose stuff, but now I have to fall victim to a single mother. Mm-hmm. So now I have to see a very dominant female yes. mm-hmm. play a role that is really out of nature. Yeah. Yeah. Out yeah. of nature's design. And so here we are trying to pick back up. This is why Chris and I are saying, yeah, we wanted to choose, but we also believe mm-hmm. in arranged marriages because it really does put into place, enforce the traditions, the mm-hmm. culture, like everything is as solidified as possible. Now you're thinking about future bloodline. Yeah. yeah. So when you, um, so back on you, Chris, because of course this is always a taboo subject when you mm-hmm. talk about submission, and mm-hmm. so you get this, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you get this this narrative, especially uh-huh. with Nigerian men, is like y'all mm-hmm. are very controlling and that type of stuff. But it was a different perspective that you offer, where you where you just said, "No, my woman." will run everything i have the final say i have to be somebody worthy for her to submit to mm-hmm. uh, i always say that there can be no submission unless there's first a mission mm-hmm. so a woman a man has to be able to articulate that mission how he sees the family going goals exactly. and the things that the family has to have exactly. and then she submits she comes under the mission and says i can undergird that mission and well so said. for yeah, you as that. a Amen. So, <laughs> so, so for you as a Nigerian man, you said a woman has to be submitted to me. What have you encountered where it has yielded a different result? Mm. The first thing I, th- I always talk about communication, right? And I also talk about the tone of the communication. Um, yes. That's very, very important. I feel that as a woman and a man interaction, right? This is the person that's your soulmate, your twin flame, whatnot. 
I shouldn't have to handle you like I handle someone outside of our household. Good. You know, so I think about that. So if you're going to uh, be soft with me, that's going to allow me to be the man I need to be for you. Teach. And I'm always going to have a plan for us. And I'm always going to let you know that plan so you can help me along the way. You know, so I feel that that's the part where we we, we coexist and you have that submission on both. Like she has to trust me enough to let me lead and I have to show her that I'm worthy of leading us to where we're trying to go. So a lot of people, it's like if you broke, you shouldn't be dating. You know, that's that's how I feel about it. It is what it is. What, you know, what, is, what is broke? If you can't afford for y'all to go somewhere and y'all get a nice meal and a drink, you need to stay at home. <laughs> so, and, and it's serious. I mean, yeah. I, I, I truly believe that because there's a lot of individual, and I feel if you're a woman, if you can't take care of yourself, you don't need to be out there trying to find a man. If your hygiene ain't right, if if, if your, your, your mind isn't right, you're not well studied in aspects, you know. So I think people do a lot of that dating stuff, but not getting themselves prepared to date. Olivia, you're over there smiling. What, 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 what? Was that a trigger? Because I'm so proud of him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I think I, I want to say it was Marvin who you had on there, or I, I can't remember, but they said vetting is important. Yeah, it's Marvin Sapp. Oh, love yeah. him. <laughs> um, and so vetting means you have an understanding as to what the traditions you want in your household needs to look like, mm -hmm. i.e. culture, Yep. Mm -hmm. i.e. traditions. Like, that makes sense. And that's where the mission that he's talking about, the plan that he's talking about, comes into play. I come to you with mm -hmm. a plan. You feel your discernment not only kicks in, but you trust me enough to lead us. I'm still your neck. You can't turn mm -hmm. your head without me. Right. Like one of my Absolutely. friends told me. Yeah. And that's what he's trying to say. The way you talk to me, you can catch more bees with honey than you can with vinegar. Mm -hmm. And that's that's why I'm proud of him. Like he said it on point. So, Olivia, what has uh, your dating life looked like, Miss Headstrong? Listen. <laughs> oh, her dating life done. She it's did. done done. Yeah. Uh, you, 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 you wrapped up? What? I'm, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, we'll, I'm we'll done. approve of that one. <laughs> you approve of it? And I was so nervous. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, I went from doing my own thing to realizing that they are the head of my household. And I can't be with anybody that does not fit their plan. Mm -hmm. I can't move without my brother. They are the head of not only the household here, but the household in Nigeria. You got to understand, my father was the first son of the king. And so mm -hmm. that, now that he's passed, it goes down to our older brother and so on and so on. You said the first son of the king. Correct. Mm -hmm. So that's where you get Naja King from? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it wasn't just a little moniker. No. It no. Wasn't, yeah, it's facts, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't no. just no little rap name or something. <laughs> I'm Naja King up in this world. No, like for real, for real. Yeah, yes. yeah. So you life. said he, your brothers, we're going to talk about that, about... So the guy that are you? You're not. Are you, are you engaged officially or what? Listen, it's coming. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so y'all. Yeah, so it's just. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is. This is because the there are one. things that has to I happen. Know it's a whole yeah. List. It's mm -hmm. a whole situation. <laughs> I'm saying you. You. You date a Nigerian and get ready to go through that whole thing. It's, it's, a, yeah, it's a whole it's, ritual. Go, go to the village and all this stuff. Yeah. So. So. And I didn't realize it. What seems like an engagement don't really be an engagement. No. It'd be like something else. Y'all call mm -hmm. it. And then let's walk through that. So what is the process? 
Ooh, it's Ooh, long. It's a long so I'm gonna try to. <laughs> yeah, it's so okay. So <laughs> say, for, so right now, really, I had to go through them first right. before mm-hmm. we can bring Who them the to them? the Kingsman. My my older brothers and the two younger brothers, like he mm-hmm. had to fit their criteria for me. They yeah. know that I'm a bit rough, so how can he? <laughs> Yeah, calm me down. He's a bit rough. Um, <laughs> and then after that, once that happened, after they go through that, they have to go to the Kingsman. Whether it is them having to do the uncles that are here, mm-hmm. or we also and or have to go, go to Nigeria. Go Nigeria. Yeah, to go to Emo State. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so you got to go to the village. How long did the vetting take place with you and the brothers? It, it took some time because you got to think about it like this. Until your sister takes a husband, she's your responsibility. responsibility right. So regardless, wherever she needs anything, I have, I'm have. i obligated to be there, whether it's emotionally, spiritually, financially, mentally. I, we're we're basically her husband until yeah. she get the right get the husband. And see, that's you know? the, that's the stuff I love about the yeah. culture. That mm-hmm. type of stuff, really big into family. And so let's quantify it. how long did that process take when you talking to? I, I would say it was almost probably like a year because when I look at a man for my sister, I think about a lot of things. All right, um, can he protect her? Can can he fight? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> is he is he financially stable? You know, uh, oh, how you test if you fight? You and your brother go pick a fight with him? No, I can <laughs> tell by a man's demeanor. Yeah, that's pretty much it. He ain't got to win a fight. I want to at least as long as he yeah, try. He'll, he'll, he'll go defend he'll her. He'll defend her. He, yeah. ain't, he ain't no no punk. Bingo. Yeah. At all. Yeah, he, he's a manly man, you yeah. know. He sure uh, financially stable. Um, I always I, like how's he with his children because I got a nephew and he's, that's going to be his kid. Yeah. Um, how's he in adversity? How's he in business? Because um, I even do business with him. You know, his his patience. That's very, very important because my sister's a handful. She's worth it, but she's a handful. So, so she, she, she don't have no problems <laughs> about it. She, she knows so, she. so, yeah, I got um, all those questions. Have those hard one-on-one man conversations, you know, and then he follows up with his actions, and he's proven that. So, I I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy we got him. So, if he yeah. didn't approve um it, would, it, it wouldn't, wouldn't have happened. happened. So do yeah. all the brothers have to say all the people have to approve? Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Um, and then, yeah. well, let me say, this is Tell where my American. I- <laughs> you said, what you say, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> what you say, Chris? I'm, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm letting oh, stop. Jesus. <laughs> For me, this is where the Americanized part really comes in. I've solidified who really is important to me. Good. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the three. And so my three brothers. And like he said, they I am their responsibility. My son is their responsibility until someone comes in that can measure or surpass most mm-hmm. of them, right? So that means I'm not going to wait for my uncles. Sorry, uncle. Um, <laughs> I remember when you were getting that when you said I solidify. Um, was- <laughs> but, but again... Not only are they the ones that mean the most to me, right? But they also are the the first son's children. So mm-hmm. anything that happens in my family, in my in our compound, right? Because we have a compound, mm-hmm. it goes through them first. You just can't do anything without coming to them, Good. especially yeah. the older brother. Now, that also solidifies the fact that that man will respect me because I come from somewhere. You just mm-hmm. can't handle me any old type of Good. way, right? Yeah. You got people you got to answer to. You got to handle me yeah. with care. Chris said, Chris said, let's be clear. 
Chris, that's why I said you better make sure you can fight. <laughs> no, seriously. You, you might not can win, hands, but. You're going to catch your hands by about three dudes. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three dudes finna get you. Oh, I've been seeing your videos on IG. Oh, man. Nobody <laughs> want the problems. <laughs> American versus Nigeria now. <laughs> yeah, it's just be a whole world. Different. So, so then. Um, so you respect them to the point that I if do. they said you wouldn't buck like a like a a, a young girl with a temper tantrum and be like, but yeah. I love him and I don't care what y'all say. Not happening because at the end of the day, they're still a man that recognized man. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't do something that I'm not designed or equipped to be. You better so. hold on. You, you know, <laughs> oh, hold on. Oh, it's the truth. I think she done told. I think Ooh. she done told, man. It's the truth. <laughs> That is so powerful. Mm-hmm. I, I I need you to say that again. No, be, because because that's because mm-hmm. I think sometimes women feel like I know more than I've had homegirls that they'll ask me about a certain guy. I'll be like, no, nah, that guy such 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 such. Right. Like, you think you know everything? Mm-hmm. You just I said, oh, I forgot. You and I both had penises at, at the same exactly. time. <laughs> time I wake up, say I got no penis. That's my point. So how you gonna tell me what mm-hmm. a man looks like and how people move? And every single time. Time will pass, and they be like, "You were you're right." right. Yeah. I said, "Cause I'm a man. Like yeah. you're asking a man's opinion about something." Right. Got a call uh, yesterday from a friend, and she asked me about this particular guy that uh, always meets with her for business lunches, but oh. he does it every couple of months. He'd be like, "Hey, yeah, let's do lunch or whatever." And she said, "But I like him. You know, how should I? How should I? How should I handle that situation?" I said, "Well, to be honest with you, if he only takes you for lunch, and it's mm-hmm. every couple of months." He's just showing enough interest to keep you dangling, but he's not. I feel like he got a whole other situation going on, mm. so he can justify it by just saying, "Oh no, I just go to lunch for her." You know, we talk about business. Right. He hasn't stepped all the way out and said, "Hey, mm. let's go to dinner. Let's let let me actually pursue you and court you." And he says she'll he'll slip up sometimes and be like, slip up sometimes, be like, "So, babe, I'm, I, should, I shouldn't be saying that. I shouldn't be saying mm. that." You know, we you know it's a professional thing. I say he throws that out there as bait to see how you hook on to, and you be like, "No." I like it when you say that he'd be like oh so then if you become the initiator whatever happens from that relationship he says i, I was never trying to talk to you i was trying to keep professional mm-hmm. you the one that started asking can we go meet up and can we do this or whatever right. and he'll have you on the hook on that and yeah and he may have a whole nother situation mm-hmm. going on she's yeah. wise enough to say i respect that that's why yeah. i called you but you'll have some people they'd be like no oh, no nah, I'm, I'm, I'm a i'm a like like uh, ariel fitzpatrick she has this this funny uh ig girl on tiktok she's like i'm gonna see for myself and so some <laughs> people be like i'm gonna go see for myself and go ahead and, and, and make a train wreck out of it all but i love the fact that you said as a woman you recognize these are these are men so if they mm-hmm. looking at this dude they're not hating on you it's not like they saying i don't want my sister to ever have nobody you know they said yeah. i want you to be somebody because you 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 a little priceless it costs a little you know you know yeah. i gotta take care of you right. so at the end of the day i want you to be with the best option and Absolutely. i'm not trying to block you i'm not trying to hate on you i don't want you to be single for the rest of your life and i want to be able to co-sign and willingly because mm-hmm. the way y'all culture is set up that this is his family member now Absolutely. that he got to be able to rock with this dude Absolutely. and he already talked about he do business with the dude and all those he does yeah. he does absolutely yeah. um it's it's really important um i think 
if you get burnt enough, if you put your hand on a stove enough, mm -hmm. I think at some point you, as an individual, not even a woman, but also a man, as an individual, you start to ask yourself, okay, I need to take a step back. I really need to ask people that actually look like the person that I'm trying to date. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, you know, because everybody That's sold true. their royal oats, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, some, some got it, some didn't. Yeah. But I That's just true. did not want to continue a path that wasn't conducive for me, let alone my child, which is a boy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does yeah. that make sense? Like yeah. now he's living, you know, for, no, I, I, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Was there a situation in the past where your brothers, where you weren't so agreeable? I was engaged. You mm -hmm. was engaged that they like him? <clears throat> I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> Nah. See, I didn't even know about that till later on. So, yeah. Uh -uh. So why did you keep it away from him? She Remember knew. what you said yeah. about what some girls be doing? <laughs> I'm going to find out. I'm going to see for myself. <laughs> I came engaged. You're not mm -hmm. even understanding. You just showed up and said. I showed up with a whole mm -hmm. ring, a whole nah. three carat. And, and this is who I want to be with. But were my intentions pure? Did I see red flags? Did you? I saw a whole bunch of them, but mm -hmm. I didn't want them to stop me because at this point I wanted to, the person that put the, 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 the leech on me, the, the, <laughs> the her foot <laughs> on my neck had passed. Oh, so yeah. now I can do what I want to do because mm -hmm. had my mother been alive, that wouldn't have that took wouldn't place. Happen, yeah. Really? Why not? not at yeah. all. Why? What would have happened? My mother was tradition. Yeah. And it's like, you don't, you don't want to be an embarrassment oh, yeah. by getting out of line with, Absolutely. with tradition. Absolutely. We didn't have our you know. kids, what, until after she yeah, was, she we, passed, like, yeah. we start popping we them out. You know? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And even, <laughs> even with us. Olivia, <laughs> you said, oh, she's going to well, be free. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be free. <laughs> <laughs> so if she was alive and y'all had a kid out of wedlock, how's that looked upon? Is yeah, it look, is, with, with males, is it frowned upon as much as with I women? I think it was easier for you. It would have been easier for me. It would have been. It was harder for me. Yeah, it would have been easier for My me. My older brother, love him, love you, brother. Yeah. Um, he, <laughs> it was easier for him. We yeah. loved on my niece, but I remember coming back from Nigeria saying, mm -hmm. hey, brother, I'm pregnant. First of all, it was scary because I didn't tell any of mm -hmm. them. I finally told him the second person. Yeah. But the oldest... It was, oh my God, yeah. just thinking about you, it gives me, <laughs> it gives me PTSD. Yeah. But I remember his words like it was like Moses hearing from God. You remember the Ten Commandment that 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 sound? Moses. Like, <laughs> I'm disappointed in you. I said, <laughs> Sound like Mufasa. Mufasa. <laughs> you know, because I, I like to mm. think that I am my oldest brother's best friend. Like, he yeah. could tell me any or mm -hmm. anything. Now, mind you, that's the, but he tossed yeah. me up like I was, because I was a tomboy. But when I told him that I was with child, the words have yet to leave me. It was the most mm -hmm. embarrassing moment of my life. I hid until my child was born. Oh, for I, real? I'm mm -hmm. not lying. Yeah. You I hid. hid. I hid. I hid my pregnancy. I stayed at a best friend's house. Um, a mutual friend of ours knew about it. Well, how old were you? I you was grown, wasn't you? Yes, I was yeah, what, like 31, 32? She was she hot. I yeah. hid. Nobody she was, she knew was that I came. I was yeah. so embarrassed. Nobody knew I came back from, from Nigeria. Mm -hmm. I was in the US hiding. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And not being married. And, uh, you know, one of my arguments was, well, you didn't arrange me no marriage. So why? You- <laughs> I'm serious. That's what I told him. But I was hurt. Yeah. You know. So you didn't arrange your marriage. Try, try no. to project it on him. Seriously. your legs up and go get Hey, you got to flip the script. Listen, you didn't arrange nothing. So I did what I wanted to do. But it's, he's a blessing. Oh, Love yeah. my baby. And it's the same way. Just like how we have to vet individuals. She's day. It's the same way with the women we bring to the table too. Absolutely, so you, you, you know, I, absolutely. You know, because as men, we get tunnel vision, right? Yeah. So we gonna miss these cues that women. I feel women have the best intuition. You know, I, I think I think God is a black woman. I always say that. So she's they're gonna know more than us, especially when it comes to another female. Oh, she's using you, or she's not your type. She's this yeah. and that. So you gotta take heed to that because we get blind on looks and the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So let me ask you this. Was there moments where she's told you that girl ain't good for you? And I did. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I did. Yeah. She was had, she right? Yeah. Yeah, she's absolutely right. How long did it take for you for, for you to actually acknowledge and tell her, yeah, you was right about it? Uh, it was multiple times. Sometimes, <laughs> it, multiple sometimes times. it was quick. Sometimes it took a year or two, you know, because, you know, sometimes we'd be like, well, I know what I'm doing, this yeah. and that. But, I yeah, she, change, she's huh? always right. Yeah. I think for him, ultimately, there has to be a woman that that really, truly loves God the way mm-hmm. our family love God. I want you to surpass us in loving God. Mm-hmm. I dare you to, yeah. but I want you to love on God, court God way past us. Because his sister and I, our discernment is just on extra. Yeah, it is. You know, so people think about physical. They might think about mental. A lot of people mm-hmm. neglect spiritual. You cannot be physically fit, yet mentally and spiritually obese. It will not work. Mm-hmm. So when these women come, they, they are infatuated with the outside. Can you pray the enemy up out of him? Teach. Mm-hmm. Can you calm mm-hmm. his mental when the world is trying to beat him up? Teach. He's not trying to be a male chauvinist by saying, you have to be calm about how you speak to me. Because your words alone mm-hmm. is going to plant life, better yet, cultivate the life in me so we can build this empire that you're looking to get your Birkin on. Mm-hmm. But I... She said you're looking yeah. to get so, your Birkin on. <laughs> so that's why sometimes he takes his time trying to present a woman to me because I'm, I'm, I will read you up and down, not with mm-hmm. my words, but with my spirit. Yeah. So, Chris, so, how mm-hmm. old are you? I'm 40 now. I'm At 40 being... A Nigerian man, unmarried, is that frowned mm-hmm. upon? Well, I would say our culture wants wants to get married as soon as possible. At what is as soon? far as it being what's that soon? Twenties, thirties, something yeah. like that. You know, they want a bunch of kids. Um, so it's yeah. about kids. Yeah, yeah, lineage. Like you, your you lineage wanna, has to be yeah. long and strong. Mm-hmm. It's so when like you start that. pushing getting to thirty, if your mom, when did your mom pass away? She passed, uh, like, I was 27, I think. That was... 19? Yeah, probably about 2019, something like that, yeah. And so, how were you around that time? I can't do like that. like, 32 or something, or 31. I want to say there. about I just hit 30. Right at 30, yeah. 30, 31, I want to say. I don't know. I so, didn't were you feeling a bunch yeah. of pressure from her about not being married? I felt pressure for oh, myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know... Yes, my mother spoke wisdom into me, but I also knew that my downfall was my temperament. Mm-hmm. 
because I wanted to be such an independent individual. I wanted to be able to be free to be me. But again, tradition is so important because you, if you don't have a direction, where are you going to go? Facts. Yeah. And the pressure was on me because of my temperament. And I strayed away from the dating scene, per se, because of my temperament. Yeah. I mean, we were worried. The they brothers, were very worried. Uh, yeah. We were like, man, it's going to have to be a special somebody. <laughs> and, and sure enough, that's why God can do anything. <laughs> I feel God proved himself. <laughs> yeah, he wait, proved wait, himself. Yeah, Listen, he I don't that. think enough arranged marriage would have helped this situation at the time it was happening, honey. <laughs> but God is faithful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so y'all y'all witnessed arranged marriages with other siblings, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. And that's that's both your older uh-huh, brothers. Yes. Are, yeah. So both your brothers had arranged marriages. What did that look like to y'all watching that take place? I mean, I, I loved it. My my brother's wife is amazing. The oldest one, oh yeah. my god! Even the youngest yeah. one, like ugh. Jude, his wife, she's mm. beyond amazing. So they were she's arranged like, at what point? Was it again? From oh, they when were young. younger. They when were young. Literally, they were like, I think he was either oh he was born first because mm-hmm. their parents were best friends. Were best friends. They stayed. You could say. Highland Hills and Keystone Polk. That's yeah. how close yeah, they, they were. were pretty close, right yeah. for those of you in Dallas, but yeah. <laughs> um, they were best friends. And so they already they had. Knew. Out the she gate. probably wasn't even born yet. Yeah, this I like, don't know, but he looked at his wife's stomach and said, "Yeah, that's gonna be your wife." That's like, all it, you. It was before she came out the oven. And the most amazing yeah. woman that is interesting you me. could ever mm-hmm. meet. Like she is for my brother yeah. and their children and her household. She will by far give everything she have mm-hmm. to that fan. And I am so in love with her. Like I'm. I'm getting teared up because I like how yeah, she takes amazing. care of my brother Good. and my nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. And again, arranged marriages, we're not against. We just yeah. didn't know much that we needed to know to, mm-hmm. to really be submissive to it. Yeah. You know what's so amazing about that? Like, from the very beginning, it's like you said, like, from the very beginning, that's your wife. What does that look like growing up? Like yeah. that means I can't go date somebody <laughs> yeah. else. I, I mean, you can date right now, but when it's time to get married, that's, that's your wife. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's you gotta what tell it the woman you dating like, you know, this ain't going nowhere, right? I'm just letting you know because I already got a wife that yeah. been spoken for, but we're gonna do what we it do. It was like but. that because even when I was in college, I had uncles and aunts that would send me so many pictures of women on WhatsApp, um, wanting me to choose which one, and like it was coming at a weekly basis. And with a bio, this one time it was twins or whatever. <laughs> Talk about which and, uh, one yeah, seriously, his background. He's like, man, it, it, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't. Mm-mm. Though we grew up with it, it was still foreign. Yeah, you know, I think communication is so key. Everybody talks about that, and yeah. but you got to know how to break it down to a child. You got to teach them, and 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 that's what mm-hmm. I like about stars, like people like the NBA stars that actually put in the work like Kobe from a young age. Yeah. It's the same thing with that. You start cultivating those kids so early, early yeah. they're not going to shy away nor turn away from actual culture, actual tradition. My mother was only by herself. Had my father been in a household, and we're talking yeah. about the first son of the king. Oh, oh this would have been arranged. Yeah. I, we probably wouldn't be looking at you. No. <laughs> I wouldn't be on no show. <laughs> you wouldn't be on no Red of Love. No, I don't thank you for allowing me to be on the show, but I wouldn't be here. Uh, he wouldn't be here. So, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. This face looks very familiar. You know him from 
the first season of Ready to Love here in Dallas. They mm -hmm. always do two uh, seasons, and he's on the current season of Ready to Love here in Dallas, mm -hmm. the beautiful city, my home city, born and raised here in the D. And um, so what did you think about him going on that show? I was all for business-wise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, she was. Business-wise, you, you, you didn't think he was going to find love? To me, no, it wasn't that. I, I was looking forward to it. However, comma, I still would have had to vet her, too. Um, I think for him, he's such a beautiful soul. I wanted... You said, Tommy, you ain't got nothing to do with this. At <laughs> all. I am going to at vet all. him. At all. <laughs> um, I think for him, I wanted the world to see him. It's almost like putting him on this platter. Remember how they did Simba? Yeah. That's <laughs> how I like looked this. at Yes, that's how I looked at Ready to Love. Um I I I wanted his pool for choosing to open up. Sorry, I just wanted that to happen. <laughs> and I'm learning a lot of this right now. <laughs> just so y'all know. So if y'all see some facial expressions, that's because I'm learning a lot. <laughs> Now. I wanted his pool to open up, you know, and so um, who wants to keep all that goodness to themselves? Like, I think his time to have a mate that is designed for him should come. But again, I'm not God. God has the final say so. He's the best CEO ever. So I'm not trying to take his place. But I think in order to present him, he needed to be on there. So let me ask you this, Chris. Mm hmm. You ain't you. Don't, I'm telling you, I can assume this, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. You ain't got a problem beating a woman before the show. You, you ain't never had no problem beating a woman. Nah. Okay. Because <laughs> I, because I, because it'd be different if you was some some ugly dude. You know what I'm saying? Like you're you're attractive. You're Nigerian. A lot of these women be like, you know, you hit them with that. I know you can, because I heard you switching to that, <laughs> switching to the accent. You can go there with it. You're fit. I see you on Instagram. So you ain't got and you got some money. So you ain't got no you ain't got no problem meeting no woman. So so what, what you talking about, Olivia? He need to open up the dating pool. He, he, he on Instagram. <laughs> well, so Hold I on, watch this. How many followers you got on Instagram? Uh 105. Okay. How many did you have before the show? Like 105. Exactly. <laughs> it wasn't no different. That's what I'm saying. So so, so you have over a hundred thousand. When you, had to open up the dating pool. So Terry, check no this help. out though. Talk to me, Olivia. But like when you have something precious to you, what do you normally do when it's precious? Hold it close. Exactly. I needed those parents that was holding their good kids close, their good daughters. <laughs> I needed the pool to open up. You understand? Like I wanted that to open up. I'm on a mission here. Have you ever mm -hmm. tried to connect them with somebody? Have so. so the American side of me wanted him to be free to do him because I, I have a lot of words that we say to get like this the bestie, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Outside of my booth thing, this the bestie. Yeah. And so I try my best to not mm -hmm. infringe on his idea of a female. Um, but we also try to remind him where we come from. Like that's the mm -hmm. best way I could put it. That's the words we use in our household. Remember where you came from. And so when he does that, are they seeking you just for how you look, right. what you can give, or do their heart truly know how to handle you? Let me ask you this, because mm -hmm. she said something really important that I, I can't let just fly by. She said she wants a woman for you that can pretty much outlove the love that they have for God. Is that important for you? Do you want I a godly love the woman love to the that we have for, for God? God. Uh, that's very, very important. 
because I think about your principles and your foundation, your fundamentals, right? So when you have all these other things, it's like a sports, you always revert back to your fundamentals when you get right. tired. So think about in a relationship when you're exhausted and you don't have any more, you're going to revert back to your fundamentals. Teach. You know, so that part does make makes so much sense. You know, if you're not rooted in God, knowing that it's a higher, you know, higher being in yourself, then we don't really have anything to talk about. Have you ever dated you know? a woman that just didn't have a strong relationship? At, mm-hmm. Didn't even care it's, about God? It's a lot of them out here like that. Did you date them? Yeah, I did date one. And, I, then, and then, but I was... Thinking, okay, maybe I can change this person. Right. You know, that's the younger me. And so realizing that we're not here to force anybody. We have to flow. Right. So people have to decide, you know, I want to wake up every day choosing my woman and she wakes up choosing me every mm. day. Facts. Just like I choose my friends. You know, I want you to be like, man, I'm going to call Chris. How you doing? I'm going to call you. How you doing? Yeah. We're choosing to spend our time together because that's the most valuable. I mean, we can, you have millions and millions of dollars, but the time is way more precious than that. So um, so yeah, the loving the Lord and, and and being spiritual spiritual is very very important. And y'all have always been like that. <laughs> yes, we had no choice. Mm-hmm. We had to wake up at, at five four, at- <laughs> four four in the morning to do what? and pray. We all had. I would pray for the things she prayed for forgiveness. My mom paid for protection. Like we'd be up at four o'clock in the morning praying, and we half sleep. I fell asleep when it was my turn. I had to, they had to hit me to wake up because we about to get know, in trouble. Because we were getting in trouble. Every morning, yeah, we yes. had to like before going to school. Going, to, it was in high. I was in high school at the time, so at, well, middle school too. That's just what it was. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I absolutely love it. Cause I wonder, cause the way she emphatically said that at the very beginning, I was like, "Well, God, no, like how much y'all love God?" She said, "It's gonna be pretty hard for you to do this." But the fact that that was a core belief mm-hmm. for her and saying that that's the type of woman that she wants for you and um and you tried it the other ways has not worked mm-hmm. and so you're saying right now the woman that you would choose the woman mm-hmm. that you want to say i do to is a woman that's rooted and grounded strongly with a firm foundation in christ have to be yeah what have you thought about his dating uh on the show it's interesting. Um, I think those were a lot of amazing women on that show, but I also can tell the difference in culture for us. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing against those amazing women. I got a chance to meet them. I love them dearly. Every last one of them um, is just, again, because of the things that he say is it's a turnoff for them in their ear. When you say submission, a lot of people start to cringe. But yeah. why are you cringing? Because yeah. it's a cuss word to them. Because a lot of times men have used that as a form of abuse. Yes. Yeah, and true. so when they hear it, it's a biblical thing. And the Bible says, submit ye one to another. And so mm-hmm. we always hear it from the standpoint of a woman need to submit to her man. But the Bible says, submit ye one to another. Exactly. And so what he was saying at first, he said... I want a woman that's going to submit to me. And he said, and I will submit to her too. But a lot of times that's the throwaway. And the yes. woman will jump in and be like, submit. See, that's what you want to control me. That's what's wrong. I want to control it. It's like, 
at your job, don't you submit to your boss? Every like, day. Like, wait, did, did your kids, do you ever yeah. want them to submit to you? Did you ever Every submit to your parents? Day. If the police told you to stop, are you going to submit to him? You'll be like, you ain't finna stop. I'm going to keep on driving. You know what I'm saying? It's such a um, an unhealthy viewpoint when it comes to relationships because mm-hmm. they look at it as a sense of giving up their autonomy, yes. giving up their right to something. And at the end of the day, when the Bible says the two shall become one, that's the most beautiful thing that you could ever have is that when you have yourself submitting to someone, one one of the biggest examples that we saw biblically with the most powerful being that ever walked was Jesus Christ. He submitted himself over. Mm-hmm. And you can't just, you can't kill Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He had to submit himself. He Big said, all up. right, I'm going to let y'all take me. Y'all, yeah, y'all ain't doing nothing. You know, I'm going to let y'all take me. But he submitted himself. And so we don't realize the power of submission. The power of submission, what he said earlier that, that I want to touch on is that he said the way that uh, the tone of a woman. See, that's there you be- go, T. He said the go tone. Go for it. He said the tone go of a woman. Go for it. Thank the, you. The tone of a woman can make a man acquiesce to whatever she needs. But mm-hmm. if she sit there and be like, see, you don't do this and you don't, he be like, or if he can, just the tone, I'm going to have her say this. If she says, um, you don't spend time with me. You don't spend time with me. He be like, what do you mean I don't spend time with you? What are you talking about? He going to automatically respond like that. Be like, you don't spend time with me. It's coming off very strong. He be like, and then he's going to get defensive. He be like, you don't spend time with me. Or even flip it and say, I wish you would spend more time with me. He be like, what you need, baby? What's going on? I don't know. It's like when you're around me, you know, I really like being around you. That tone operating that that feminine spirit, then he's going to automatically be, he's going to lay his sword down. But But the minute you start coming at him, you're going to pick the sword and try to fight. Bingo. Especially if you're talking to a man. Like a man, the way mm-hmm. you handle him a certain way, he is operating in such masculinity and vibrato throughout the day anyway that sometimes it'll spill Bingo. over on you. If you come to him and you acting like a dude too, then, yeah. you know, now he got to go ahead and, and, and show his authority by handling you in a way that he said, I don't want to handle you like I handle dudes on the street. He you was shut down. Mm-hmm. You'll shut down that he thing. He would completely yeah. shut down when it comes to, again, my mother was yeah. extremely strong. My mother, I watched my mother when it came to him. There's, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's what, five of us? I watched my mother when it comes to him out oh, of all the kids. Are you, you have another sister? Huh? Okay. I have a sister, yeah. So it's two mm-hmm. girls and, two, and, and three, three guys. Three uh-huh. guys, yeah. And, uh, and that was the other arranged marriage I was talking about. That's where sister. where you yeah. if you come in into a marriage with the courtship, you leave that way. So you still have to go before the Kingsman and say you want to leave this marriage. Mm-hmm. You got to answer. Somebody. You have to answer to somebody. Yeah. That's the accountability you were talking about. And is it hard to get out? You got the whole I mean, village you got, on yeah. you. It's, 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 Dude, it's not just one person can, yeah. and a judge. No, you got the <laughs> whole village. You got their fa- his family, mm-hmm. her family. Everybody right here. You got to sign off when you walking away from that marriage. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. They just know <laughs> uh, irreconcilable differences. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, exactly. what you going to do about it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now everybody, your uncle, your, uh, your granddaddy, everybody, everybody got to be there. No, seriously. They got to be there. Absolutely. <laughs> everybody up in this thing. Did you hear? No, you whispering next to each other. You're not even calling on the phone. Everybody right there. <laughs> It's a whole Jeez. village meeting. It is. <laughs> and so your sister, your sister was married before in arranged marriage. She was in mm-hmm. arranged marriage, and he had to go before the our uncles and our fellow kinsmen and say why he wanted to depart from the marriage. 
So mm-hmm. it's not something where you could just come in and say, okay, I want a divorce. We're not like the U.S. where you just sign, sign, sign a piece of paper it. and that's yeah. it. No, you can sign that too, but you about to stand in front of the Everybody. whole jury and say what happened. So your yeah. indiscretions might come up. Yep. Hers might come up. Uh, whatever it is, it has to yeah. come up. You know, I respect that a lot because mm-hmm. we, we, we assemble everybody when we get married. You know, we say we send out invitations. We all come here. And even the fusing of the bloodlines, typically you have the bride side on one side, mm-hmm. the groom side on whatever. And y'all walk down the aisle and y'all bringing the bloodlines together. Right. But then when y'all get divorced, y'all ain't talk to nobody. Y'all go, <laughs> y'all don't talk to a counselor. Yep. Y'all don't talk to a counselor to hopefully talk about it. But they they, they hear it through the grapevine. You know, so-and-so ain't married no more. Exactly. Like, now there's a whole gossip, uh, gossip, yeah. uh, gossip out there. Even with that, there's a problem in a household. You don't get to like not go to the elders and talk to them. The elders actually have to talk to you when there mm-hmm. is a marriage problem. I think a lot of the elimination yeah. of divorces in the U.S. could really be limited if there are elders in place. Totally agree with that. Yeah. You don't find too many foreigners getting divorced. Yeah. Like you, it is what it rare. is. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Get knocked upside your head, go back. Nah, you know, that, that's <laughs> nah. Like, go back. Don't hit me upside my head, babe. Yeah. <laughs> I know your sister, your brother. <laughs> you know, you don't want that smoke. Just, I don't no, think that's the way your brothers won't have to oh get in there you because you seem like you put some hands on somebody. Well, uh, ask that X one. <laughs> she said, ask the X And their legs now. And so, um, so what are the rules of remarrying? You still have to mm-hmm. go back same and do thing. the same thing. Diaries of being another arrangement. Diary. Well, not even another arrangement. I think because, again, the era is changing. Let's say you do come. So another thing that might happen, a guy and a girl might like each other. You go to your parents and you say, hey, I like him. I like her. Mm-hmm. Then we they start to vet. They start to ask around. Well, who knows? Who knows? Such and such. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then everybody starts trying to find out what type of debt they had in their family. Did they have any mm-hmm. type of diseases? What do they do for a living? What type right. of schooling? Um, they have a pet cat dog, whatever. <laughs> like everybody yeah. get asked about what their uncles did, their cousins. Like, what does that do? You have criminal criminals in your stuff. Mm-hmm. And your bloodline. They want to know all this stuff because, again, you're mixing bloodlines together. Yeah. And then that's when the the guy, their family, goes to the girl's family and saying, mm-hmm. we come with, you know, we come with humble hearts. We come with greetings saying that our child, our son wants yeah. to marry you. Because the man always go to the woman. Correct. To go get the woman. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it has to be agreed upon. You just can't say, well, I'm going to marry her. No. they You got to go to my folks. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. come and come tell my daddy and him that you want me, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, this is what this is. So that's really how this goes. You you just can't marry out of, oh, that's what I feel. Oh, I love him or I love her. That's cute and all. Yeah, Again, cute. that's mm-hmm. Disney. But if we stop to really go with our tradition, yes, they took people and they brought them over here and made them this and that and and things were stripped away. But God said we were made in, in, in his own image. So if we're made in his own image, that means those traditions are still within us. So when you start to create, right, that's because the God in you is saying, okay, this is what you want for your household. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's why you just can't go get any or anybody. You have to vet. Can you mm-hmm. marry someone that's not Nigerian? He you, is not Nigerian. You can. Yeah, he yeah, he's not Nigerian. He's American. Um 
And was that, that a problem with you? Did, did, initially, did you... you know, every everybody, whether you're Indian, African, Haitian, or whatever, you want your child to marry someone of the same culture. That's just what you think about. You know, right. it's like a black-white thing or whatever, right? But then you also, what's greater than that is that you want them to marry the right person for them. Right. You know, like, yeah, I can like this, but I know this is better for me, Right. this situation. So, yeah, that was one of the things, you know, you have to find, take a Nigerian wife. Now my sister, like, take a wife. <laughs> you know, and then it's all, it's, it's, it's different with the male and the female. Like, we got a longer shelf life as far as dating. Yeah, yeah. Women, after, it's like, they get in a crunch where it's like, okay, I got to hurry up and make yeah. a decision. Yes, I'm 40. But it's not as much pressure on a forty-year-old man versus a forty-year-old woman. Yeah, you know? I mean, y'all can still produce. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We start to slim out. Yeah. You know, so yeah. he's correct. So you went from you you thought the same thing. He needed to marry a Nigerian woman, and now it's like just marry. Always. Woman. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that's something we still put on the table. But again, because I know the type of mindset he has. My mother did well with him, right? The the family, the village did well with him. Um, I trust his judgment, again, really to, to a certain degree. And I say that because my discernment will kick in if this individual, again, love God the way we love God or even better. Why do I say that? Are you fasting? You know, that that's a totally different thing. Are you sacrificing yourself for certain things to be better with God, right? That means you'll if he's at the office, you'll feel him before he even calls you. And people don't understand that that truly happens. And then, because it, 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 it's so weird, right? Mm-hmm. When you can discern somebody or you know the person you're with, you're spiritually connecting. A lot of the times, if they're not accustomed to that type of power, yeah. and I say it's power because God gave it to us. Mm-hmm. If they're not accustomed to their own power, knowing that what the person is saying is true because the discernment is kicking in, yeah. they're going to think that they're just making up something. But you can't equate God with a human person. That's how amazing he is. Yeah, it's like that, and it, and you got to think about from my perspective. Me telling a woman I can't talk to you because my sister don't like you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know, like, you like, like, like that. They say I didn't heard every other excuse. This lady <laughs> told me his sister don't like me. Hey, that's it. So regardless of all of the the sweet nothing holding hands and and we eating all ice cream meals. and everything meals hanging out. You meet my sister and they're like, no, nah, like. Uh. But ladies, don't be afraid, cause I, I promise you, I think if the good Lord got you designed for Him, the good Lord gonna settle me and let everybody know that nothing that God puts together, let no man mm-hmm. teach. Amen. So, teach. I'm gonna tell you something. Um, if your DMs been popping thus far, they're gonna be like overflowing from the Dear Future Wife <laughs> podcast. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna tell you what just happened. You had your sister. Cosign on the type of man that you are. Wow. When I say women, that holds a lot of weight. It's like, right. it's like, because your mom can say certain stuff. Mom be like, my baby's mm-hmm. great. They be like, I don't know. That may be a mama's boy or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mom always think great. But your sister, they be like, I need to take that seriously. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they know that they're going to be friends with this sister. Mm-hmm. And so what's so crazy about it, and this whole platform is all about relationships and love. And I always take it as a great honor when I have a man come on the podcast because it's so hard to find men that yeah. want to sit here and be vulnerable and transparent mm-hmm. and own their stuff. But to have you sit down and talk like this and be mm-hmm. unapologetic about who you are, where you come from, the culture that you come from, your expectations, your importance on on uh, spiritual things and in Christ, and your sister sitting up here saying, this is what I need. 
I mean, Terrence, you got to understand the the relationship that he had with my mother when she was Mm -hmm. alive. It was the most beautiful relationship. It was almost like, from what I can remember, how she kind of had it with my father. She was very gentle with my father. Now, the rest of us, that little short woman was yelling for days. But when it came to him, that's what I was trying to get, get to earlier. There was a tenderness. There was a, a, a soft-spoken woman that has to be masculine all the time because her, her husband left her at an early age, right? At, at such a tender age, he, he died. And so the way she handled him, I can understand why he wants a gentle person yeah. that can speak softly to him because now you're speaking to his spirit. That's Not good. so much so his heart, but his spirit. His spirit would along guide him. God is spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Rihanna, what time is it? Uh, no, I'm talking about time and the clock. Oh, okay, I said I know it's about to be an hour. <laughs> yeah. About two minutes oh, left. Well, look at this camera because we're missing your beautiful eyes. Oh, like I got you looking at the middle one, but talk to the people in this one too. Okay. Yeah, because when you talk to the camera, I think you was looking at this one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, let me have a couple of silence so I can know where to edit from. So it's interesting. So, of course, you can't tell the conclusion of what the show, how the show unfolds, whether you found love, what happens on it. Uh, my my um, direct TV, I don't know what's going on, but it hasn't been recording the episode, so I got to watch it online <laughs> yeah. or whatnot. I don't know what's going on. Every other season I record it, and this one, they just they, they, they hating on me. I don't know what's Your going hometown. on. Your hometown. Yeah, just hating on me. <laughs> and so uh, we're going we gonna to work that out. But... Um, what was one of your biggest takeaways from Ready Love? I would say my my biggest takeaway was the intentionality and in identifying whether there is a connection or not a connection. Good. You know, and I think what I love about it is that it's 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 speed dating on steroids. Like you're you're cramming things that you would learn months later in a couple of dates. Yeah. Mm. You know, so I'm grateful for that. So now it's like I know what I like. You know, and I know what I want from a woman even more so because you have to step outside of the box and talk to people that you probably normally wouldn't talk to, yeah. you know, in this atmosphere because you got to give everybody a first shot. So it just really hit home on like that person's inner, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody look good nowadays. Everybody fine. <laughs> like seriously, angles, whatever. Um, filters. Filters, <laughs> uh, bodies, all sorts of stuff. So now it's like, all right, what's the core? of that individual and like now I found I'm I'm better at the discernment and identifying and digging and asking the right questions at the right time. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um how you feel? How you feel? Like you said earlier, you watched your brother go through this process. You like uh Mufasa presenting Simba and <laughs> and then no Rafiki. Rafiki <laughs> held up Simba like that. So that's what so so you're his uh proverbial Rafiki. Listen, um so far, especially when he showed our mom, um it it's Whoever comes into his life, and I, 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 we pray. My sister and I truly pray for her already. Good. Um, but there's fasting involved too. Um, but whoever comes to him will be the one to feel the love that he had for his mother. Oh, that's good. 
you know? And so this is not just taking somebody because they're fine, right? Now, we want them to look good. Now, hold on. <laughs> we like to keep our image here. Um, <laughs> however, got to be fine I'm family. just saying, fine we're a fit family. family. You ought to see the kids. They muscular oh, they must, and stuff. They pop, pop, you know? <laughs> Jeez. But whoever comes, the, the love that he is ready to give will more than likely resemble, if not even better, than what he had with his mother. And so um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking to finally opening myself up to whoever his mate is. Because I tell him all the time, I will block a, a female in a minute. Oh, I don't oh okay. Block. You know, because I, I don't want to invest because we love hard. In yeah. our family, we love real big, yeah. right? And so if I'm going to give you a part of what belongs to him, then that means you deserve it. So, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing her one day. Love all of us. You and I mm -hmm. met, uh, you told me this before we recorded this, and I try not to focus on what you were saying because it would count me in a different mood. <laughs> but, I'm sorry. Uh, you and I was in the studio years ago yes. with my best friend, God rest his soul. We love um, you. KY. Yes. It's the, the last show that he and I ever did together in 2015. And you yes. were like, I did the, the voiceover for the commercials. I was like, oh, that was you. I'm not gonna go there. In my I'm mind. sorry, because yeah. it still hurts a little bit. Yeah, though, that's, seriously, that's, 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 that that was my boy. So when you said that. I was like, wow, it's a small world. But I love how intentional God is about everything yeah. He does. Hey, y'all, give it up for my buddy. Naja King. I'm gonna call you Naja King. Naja King, King. I'll tell you. Naja <laughs> King and Olivia. Thank y'all so much. Thank, Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. So Wifey Podcast. Appreciate you. Ladarian thrusted suddenly into child protective services in 2015. My nephew, black, a boy. The likelihood of being adopted outside of kinship, slim to none. Armani, 16 years old, black, a boy, with five years in the foster care system before I even knew his name. The likelihood of ever being adopted, yep, you guessed it, slim to none. While Ladarian and Armani were trying to survive and barely thrive in an overpopulated and underfunded foster care system, I was living my own life, doing well professionally. Having been a single father with a daughter who at that point was doing well in college, it was my time to live my life, right? Wrong. I felt unsettled, tireless, agitated. There are just two many of our black children stuck in ambiguity and in the limbo of the foster care system. In 2017, I legally adopted my nephew, Ladarian. Fast forward to 2019, I had no ties to this other young king, but I felt God instructed me to adopt him also, and I obeyed. Starting over with parenting should have been enough, right? Working with various foster care and adoption agencies to help bring awareness to the countless young black kings in the foster care system should have decreased my agitation, right? Joining the board of directors of Advantage Adoption, an organization that helps find permanent adoptive homes for children in foster care, should have led to some type of resolve, right? No, not at all. None of it felt like I had done enough. I now realize that every one of those experiences was laying the fundamental foundation for my life's mission, Kingdom Royale. Kingdom Royale will be a luxury, state-of-the-art home for foster boys. Our first location will be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We will utilize the whole person approach that instills identity, empowers them to advocate for themselves, and enlightens them regarding new perspectives and limitless options that they thought were impossible. 
Though the young kings will attend the local public schools that are in proximity to Kingdom Royale, our at-home curriculum will broaden their worldview through participating in the arts, attending various cultural events, learning about and engaging in multifaceted discussions about current events and even relevant historical contexts, introducing them to gardening and landscaping and even caring for our animals on our farm and on-site stables. We just launched our startup capital campaign with the goal of raising $2.8 million. Now, why $2.8 million? Well, in 2017, I created a web series in which I performed random acts of kindness for targeting the homeless community. One of the most notable successes was that one of the videos went viral, garnering 28 million views. However, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't raise a single dollar to help in implementing a more sustainable plan for the homeless community. So throughout the years, with much remorse, I reflected on not maximizing that moment. I knew if at that time, just 10% of the viewers donated $1, we would have raised at least $2.8 million that could have really established long-term support for the homeless community, or at least started a long-term initiative to do so. This is my do-over. This is our new beginning. Together, we can attack this at the root by specifically helping our homeless black boys who are already disproportionately represented in the American foster care system. I'm Latarius R. Whitfield. I've been nominated for three regional Emmys documenting my work with the homeless as well as my personal adoption journey. Despite those accolades, the greatest award for me is truly providing the infrastructure for a transformed life. Visit KingdomRoyale.com for more details. Crown a king and make a donation today. You know, I've always wanted to have an episode where I talk to someone from another culture, someone that comes from uh, the culture that believes in arranged marriages. I've always wanted to have that. Um, next time, I think I still want to have a conversation. I want to have a conversation with somebody who, uh, like an older, the older generation, and talk about the impact and the importance of it. That would be absolutely amazing. Well, here's my favorite part of the podcast where I speak to my future wifey. Dear future wifey, we will have an arranged marriage. Our heavenly father predestined for us to become one. Guess what? I'm cool with it. I wouldn't have it any other way. Your future hubby. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.